Okay, good morning. Today's class is going to be in the merits of the David Walton and his family. They just married off their son, Mazatov. David is very influential in helping us prepare for our classes. Also, this class is sponsored by the Chicago Wrestle.org. Also, the class is the Nishma Yerachel Diyad Magdal Yitzim Venema Rafol Shalom Rafsham VeYamina Harb Daniel Mitzara Chaim Tovim Menchaya and Tovel Ebas Rifka Success Yerushalayim of Elisheva Vanabaka Diyad Ben Elisheva Emet Ben Elisheva Shefa Ben Elisheva Reda Malkav Tovel Basha and also please share and rate the podcast this Sunday night. We're going to be in Miami Beach giving a class for singles. At you can get those tickets at Gedalia Gedal at event Eventbrite Okay, as we are wrapping up this year, we have a few more classes until Rosh Hashanah, until I leave to, to, to the Ukraine. And we're going to talk about today, the partial of the week speaks about this concept of today. Today, all of you are standing. There's a couple concepts behind that. Nachman tells us extremely important, there's two lessons that you have to engrave in your heart that you should go with all the time. And these are the two most important lessons that you're going to have to deal with all day long. Number one is Azamra. And we could also relate this to marriage. Azamra means I will find the good points in myself. That's practice. The practicality of Azamra is developing self-esteem. When you have self-esteem, it's because you handled Azamra correctly. Azamra means I sing. I see the good points in my life, not the opposite. And the second one, we spoke a lot about Azamra. We spoke a lot about that. It's finding the good points in things. The second Torah that Rabbi Nachman tells us, you must carry constantly within you is Lesson 272. So it's finding it's Lesson 282, which is Azamra, and Lesson 272, which is the lesson on the power of being present. If we understand the importance that you can see what society's running. You know, people go on a date, they believe they can get better. You're in a marriage, you believe this is not your soulmate, you could have gotten better. You're in a business, you could be making more money. You're always in the next moment. Somehow, nothing is enough. Nothing is enough. Nothing is enough. This, how do I know I'm in the wrong business? How do I know I could be making more money? I could be here, I could be in a better marriage. I could be, it's always, everybody's got one foot in, one foot out. They're not in this concept of today. No. They're always one foot in, one foot out. And this is a problem because you can't dance at two weddings in life. And when you grab too much, you grab nothing. Gemara is telling us clearly. When you grab too much, you end up grabbing nothing. And this is God, this is the, the work of the evil Yetzirah. Always tells you, yeah, you're not here, you should be there, you should be there. I, you know, lately, as I see this pattern of, of my younger self, my gambling self, I, I always was in that rat race of, oh, I should be making more money, I should be this, and then I stopped. I said, it's time to work, live in the presence. And this Torah really changed my life. So you cannot have one foot in and one foot out. It's because the ego always tells you, you don't have enough. And he tells you that the next moment is better. And what happens is you show up to the next moment and then you're like, I need to get to the next moment. So when you are not concentrated in life and you're always focused, that's a sign that you're going to go nowhere. A sign that you're absolutely going nowhere. It's called the, the concept of fear of missing out. FOMO. 
FOMO means lack of focus. FOMO means poverty. You're going to get nothing at the end of the day. You're going to be chasing. There's no, there's no, this concept. So today, Rabbi Nachman tells us the most important rule. So remember, the first class is a Zamra. Your good points in your life. You have to work on self-esteem. You're going to meet difficult people in your life. They're going to butcher you. They're going to tell you this. They're going to tell you that. You're not good enough. You're a failure. You're this. You're that. You couldn't care less. You have to have your own opinion. That's a Zamra. Always picking up. You, you have to pick up, the, pick up the pieces when you have fallen in life. That's the number one Torah he tells you. The second one is definitely today. Living in the present moment and only having today. Rabbi Nachman picked himself up seven times. Even the Arizal tells us that every hour has a different constellation. So imagine on a practical level, you wake up at 7 o'clock as an Aries, at 8 o'clock you're a Scorpio, at 9 o'clock you're a Libra, at 10 o'clock you're a Gemini, at 11 o'clock you're... Sagittarius, at 12 o'clock, you're a cat. There's a different energy happening. The results tell us there's different combinations. So we see all these mood swings in the day and, and good, what a great day. And, oh my God, what happened? It's, it's like a, you're getting, uh, it feels like you're getting pushed all over the place with different energies. You have Shalom Bayit at 10 o'clock, at 2 o'clock, you have Shalom, I had it. You know, <laughs> this constant shift of, of, of energy going here and there and there. What a good day. I made money. Oh my God, what a problem I have. The whole day is ruined. Do you not see what's happening in the world? Are we not, are we not paying attention to all of this stuff? So this is what Ramachman says. You cannot, you need to focus on today. And you need to focus on this moment. Today, I actually have three classes, three events, three events. I have this class. Then I have to go speak in my rehab for an hour, an hour and a half. Then I have a podcast at an hour and a half, for another hour and 20 minutes. So imagine me thinking in the morning, what am I going to talk about for three and a half hours today? All I have is today. All I have is today. That's all I have. I'll figure it out. It'll be, this is, oh, we'll do this class, and then when we get to the other class, we'll do that class, and then we'll do that one. But if you start accumulating all the things you have to do, this is how you start, we can start getting, we start getting burnt out. Because it's just, you're accumulating all the stuff. You just have to take it one thing at a time, and focus on that. And this is exactly what Nachman says. This is the most important rule in the service of God. One should focus on, again, he's telling you this. He doesn't talk about, uh, he doesn't, you know, he says, he doesn't, Rabbi Nachman does not normally say this is the most important. When he, he says in Azamra, this is the most fundamental rule. You have to have self-esteem. And the second thing he tells you, this is the most important thing. And you have to live and focus only on today. Whether it regards to livelihood, personal needs, you cannot think from one day to the next because that equals worry. All of your plans and your bubba mices and God, God plans, you, you, you plan, God laughs. How many of my plans went directions that I thought I could have gone? At the end of the day, it's God's plans that you want. You should not think about from one day to the next as it brought in the holy books. Only with regard to serving the God, you should not consider anything beyond this moment. Another time, People, you hear the stories and people doing his bodhidut. I tried it. I, I, could, I had a bad his bodhidut, so I didn't have inspiration the next morning. Tomorrow could have been a whole different day. It could have been a whole different prayer. It could have been a whole different energy. Just because you had one bad day, one bad workout, you're going to stop working out? Because you had a bad workout? You renew yourself. You pick up the steam. You go in there. Maybe you need a, the body needed a rest. Maybe you just need to go in a different hour. Maybe the energy changes, but you don't say, that's it, it's gone. But when a person wants to enter the service of God, it seems to him like a very heavy burden. He cannot bear the possibility of this heavy load. However, 
when a person considers that he only has to, to deal with today, it won't be no burden at all. It will not be a burden at all. The burden is only the accumulation of all the stuff that you're accumulating. In addition, a person should not procrastinate from one day to the next saying, I'll start tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll pray more attentively. Right? Make one day, day one. Make one day, day one. And like I said, I hear the, I get the emails, I get the phone calls. And these, I have 99 problems. And I told you, you have 99 problems. And the, the biggest problem is you lack gratitude. That's the biggest problem. That's why you have 99 problems. Otherwise, you would tell me, I have 99 blessings. Bottom line. And I thought about that. I had a phone call yesterday, and I thought about that. The, you know, the email was just one complaint after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. It was just, it was, where do you start? Like, there's no gratitude, there's no appreciation, and this person's only 20-something years old, by the way. Life can be so terrible at 20-something years old, you haven't even begun, you haven't begun life yet. So your problem is, is your focus is broken. You have broken focus. You're focusing on the wrong things. And of course, when you focus on the wrong things, that's what you see. So what do you need to do? You need to completely reverse. How'd you get into the mess? Ingratitude. See, Rav Nachman tells us very simply. He says, chaos is a result of arrogance. And arrogance is as a result of ingratitude. Period. So what do you need? You need to humble up. Humble up and start thanking. Not even addressing your problems. Because when you're addressing your problems with the wrong lenses, nothing is going to be good. If you have no great, if you have no gratitude, how, how could you tell me, I need, I need to work on my Shalom Bayit, and, but I'm an ungrateful person. Where do you start? It would be completely worthless. It's pretty much asking the guy, the guy going to the gym and saying, I'm not losing weight. I said, yes, the gym is 20%. 80% is what you're doing with your mouth. It's your diet. You can't outwork your diet, my friend. So if your diet is horrific, you cannot outwork your diet. So you're not losing weight. You can put on muscle, but you're not going to lose weight because 80% is diet. So when 80% of our life is ingratitude, the 20%, why am I trying to fix the 20%? Not going to work out, 20%, because the 20% is, is a byproduct of a bad 80%. Get the 80% right, and then we'll fix the 20%. And this is extremely important. We get, we get stressed out in life. And I thought about it today, my Isabel de Dude, and, and I said, what's going on? What's going on with you? you What's going on with the world? There's, there's, we see so much laziness. The people not, they don't want to do anything. La- laziness is a, is a lack of emuna, is a lack of faith. Because again, you don't believe in the new recreation. Second, you see so much jealousy and so much envy and so much talking. Again, jealousy is blocked inspiration. It's all blocked. It's all stuff that you need to work and you need to own up. And you have Rosh Hashanah coming up, and you don't want to go in there with this with this toxic mindset going into Rosh Hashanah. You want to go in there with get rid of all this crap, crap in your head, to get rid of all of this garbage in your head, and God should destroy the temple because we have baseless hatred? What in the world, what's happening in this? What's happening? What's, what, the, what in the world? What in the world do I, have, do I have that much time in my life to have hate towards another person? When I'm, that means I'm not working on myself. You know, it's a problem. That, are we not getting the big picture? Are we not seeing the big picture? That's why I said, let me work on bettering people. 
you work on bettering people, they automatically will, will be completely different. So this is extremely important. A lot of these things, when we say, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow, I'll do this, this affects your self-esteem. Because it's basically telling you you're not taking any action. And then what's going to happen, you're going to blame other people for it. So you have, to be, you have to recognize all you have is today. Today is a blessing. Tomorrow, and anything you don't, you procrastinate, it becomes worry. It becomes accumulation. It come, even stuff in the past. It's all, everything changes. Your business changes. Your marriage changes. Everything changes. And it constantly changes, by the way. It changes all the time. It changes all the time. I mean, we go to, you know, when you go to a, we, we need to have, you know, some of these kosher restaurants, they, they need to change the menu sometimes, right? You know, just because it's kosher doesn't mean I'm obligated to this menu for six months. But if you look at a Michelin star chef, there's no, there's no such a thing as a same menu. What are you talking about same menu? I, I got a Michelin star. I don't have the same menu. Things have to be changed up. We have to live with this renewal constantly. We have to live like this. So we have to live like this in this mindset. And this is what Nachman is telling us here. Blessed is God who each day bur- bur- bears our burden. Each day, remember, each day, blessed is God who each day bears our burden. He bears our burden every day. Every single day you have a burden, you have to cast it to him. That's your job. You have a problem in your life, here you go, Hashem, I'm powerless over this issue. I will do as much as I can. The rest you have to take care of. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to blame anybody. It's a burden you have given me. It's a, it, this is Tehillim, by the way, Psalm 68. Each God, blessed are you, God, who bears my burden. Each day he provides us with our daily needs and support. That is, each day he prepares us with the bounty he needs for each individual. A person should not worry about his future needs. The Zohar teaches us. This is why the manna specifically descended each day. There was no Costco in, 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 in the wilderness. Do you understand? There was not, I need a 60-day supply. I want a 60-day supply, and I don't want to worry anymore. You know, people tell you, when I hit 50 million, I won't worry anymore. You, you, you will. You will worry about how to make 100 million. That will be your worry. You think at 50 million, you're going to say, to, okay, that's it, I'm not going to worry anymore, I'm good. No, you have more worries. Now you're going to worry about what investment I'm going to put. Rabbi Nachman says, the more money you have, the more your possessions are far away from you. Guy has 100 bucks, that's all he has, it's in his pocket. Right? He has, a thousand, he has 20 grand, now he puts it in a bank. He has 20 million, it's in this investment, in this property. He has 200 million, it's a Switzerland, Cayman Islands. It's all over the place. It's the less, more money you have, the more it's away from you, by the way. We think the more money you have, the more I'm going to control. It's actually the opposite. It's the more, the more it's away from you. The more your investment's here, your investment's here. Again, I'm not telling you not to be... Obviously, you need to make a lot of money if there's a thousand people asking you for tzedakah every day and the tuitions are, you know, uh, are crazy. I mean, there's, you, you cannot say, oh, I'm just going to rely on, 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 on luck. No, you have to make money and you have to be aggressive and you have to be, but you have to understand what you can control and what you can't control. And Ram Nachman says, don't be a school teacher because you're not going to make any money being coming a school teacher. Put yourself in a position where you can make money. Put yourself in a position where you line up and you have a chance to make money because everybody has their hour in life where you can get that deal and you can score. So we're not saying here to be uh, to all day long just to, to, no, it's just take you have to go out into the war in life and, l- and money is the war and you have to understand how to make sure that you give up, you don't, you don't think you're in control of these things. 
Ramnasan associates God's renewal, and he says, just look at the Zohar. The Zohar teaches us that this is exactly why the, the, the hours of the day are constantly changing. In his goodness, he, re- he recreates creation. The Ari explains that the spiritual worlds are constantly changing, much as the stars and constellations are constantly moving and change their positions in heaven. Each day, therefore, has a different than previous day. It will never exist. This day will never exist, ever. Even you could see the football game last night. Super Bowl champions, KC, lost to the Detroit Lions. That could be the end of KC. That could be the air is over. I'm just trying to explain to you. Everything changes. Everything changes. Dynasties come one day. This team is a dynasty. The next day is this day. Everything changes. Everything changes. Rabbi Nelson writes that a man's days are numbered. It is therefore forbidden for him to, to, because your days are numbered. It's forbidden for you to procrastinate. Rather, a person must know that the moment will never return again. It would be good enough if tomorrow he manages to, fu- to fulfill tomorrow's obligation responsibility, but he should say today, if you hear my voice. And this is where Rav Nachman is telling us, they, 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 asked, they asked, the Talmud in Sanhedrin 98, teaches us that Rav Shur ben Levi asked, when is Mashiach coming? When would he come to redeem the world? Mashiach replied, today. When did he, when he did not arrive, disappointed, where Yeshua returned to him and to the prophet Eliyahu, and explained today, Eliyahu clarified, if you hear, if you heed my voice. Reb Nassim adds that the sanctity of one's, the sanctity of one achieves from serving God and the recognition that this is the moment and that merit, you will have Mashiach. That means the, the practicality of this is the whole point of Mashiach is knowledge is going to be completely full. When Mashiach comes, the whole world will be present. There will be no more resentment, there will be no more depression, there will be no more anxiety. Imagine if you were in a society where there was no depression, which is accumulation of the past, anxiety, which is depression of the future, and just everybody would be in the, in the, in the moment. We would all be in the, in the moment, because why? Because our knowledge would be completely full that time and space would not exist. What would your relationships look like if both of you were in the present moment? What would your what would your relationships look like if you didn't bring up trials? Do you remember what you did two years ago on this day? Do you remember what you did on this day? Do you remember this day? Do you remember what you called me? Do you remember this? It's all a cross-examination. But if we were present, all we have is today. Imagine what a, what a relationship would look like if we would be in the present. Imagine if, how, how much energy you would have if you would have if you would have if you would walk into business like without any worry about what, what you're going to make. Imagine, pr- practically, it's, it would be that's the energy of Mashiach. It's the energy of the moment. It's the, all you have is this, and if you can master this, you can pretty much you'll never give up hope because the moment could change in ten minutes, twenty minutes, everything could change, and this is another reason why we we. You know, in the, the concept of everybody's trying to, oh my God, I, I need to write zivug, I need to write zivug. That can change also, by the way. Just because you got married doesn't mean that's the spouse you're gonna automatically gonna get. That doesn't mean they're not gonna change. I changed 300, I changed drastically from when a person I got married. My wife changed 100 also. You don't recognize the person anymore. Everybody changes. So don't spend so much time looking for perfect conditions 
There's no such thing as perfect conditions. You have to take calculated risk and you have to take action. And you have to live in the moment. And you have to have the hope to believe that one prayer can change everything tomorrow. And when I, I have that excitement every morning. I have that ability to wake up in his bodhidut with renewal. And I believe, even if I didn't get answered yesterday, I didn't get answered two weeks ago, one, in, one day could because there could be so much mercy and according to what I need, I need a certain amount of prayers. You see, we think, oh, I'm going to get this goal with, with two hours of prayers. That goal could cost me, that could be a 65-hour prayer. I need to get, I need to pray 65 hours to get that. Because every time you're praying, you're rousing compassion in heaven. So there's so much compassion until heaven says, okay, I'm going to give it to you. This is not TikTok. Do you understand? This is not a TikTok moment. This is not a TikTok thing. This is not. This is not. This is something you have to build a relationship with your Creator. Put him in a situation that he has to give you the compassion. Like I told you, if you hang around the barber shop, you will get a haircut. You are not getting a haircut because you are not hanging around the barber shop. That's the bottom line. And if you have this attitude and you live present and you come up with a muna and you wake up every morning and you do your thing and you, you work on today, the present day and the days that you have that anxiety, worry, ask yourself, what's happening today? I'm not in the present moment. Refocus. Pretend you're riding a horse. You're supposed to be on the street. Next thing you know, you're in the, you're in the Everglades. Bring the horse back to the present moment. It's constant discipline. You know, I always say this also when I'm working out. David Hawkins, David Goggins, he tells you when you're when you're completely exhausted, you only have you have forty percent left in the tank. So what do I tell myself? I still got forty percent, but because when you're doing the in interval training, it's complete. You feel like you're gonna die at the moment. You're gonna feel like, oh my god, I can't take it anymore. But then a couple thirty seconds later, forty seconds later, a couple breaths, it's like nothing happened. It's all fantasy. That's the bottom line. It's all fantasy. So we need to understand that anytime I'm not, I have one foot in, one foot out, it's because my ego is telling me nothing is enough. And then what happens is you, you, end up, you end up with nothing. And we have too many options today. So today you get into a date, you a couple flips on the switch. Okay, didn't work out, next one. There's no... You didn't work for the day. Back then you had to work. You know, there was a whole different concept. So if you're going to work for, to, to meet somebody three, four hours on the phone call, okay, you're going to give it, you're going to process it, you're going to give it a little more time. But now, no work, out. So it's, this is a society of a lot of swiping and not enough begging, not enough praying. Too much swipe, everybody swipe, swipe, swipe. And this is extremely important that every single time I'm going to be honest with you. It took me a good six years before making money in my, my rehab company. Six years. Can you imagine? Six years of, of character building, building the company until my wife came in and she changed it. But there's times where things took years. Years. I, I learned breast of teaching for 10 years. Solid, without any thinking of public speaking or anything. Solid teach, solid. You have to be able to put the time in. You have to put the time in and you have to say, this is where I need to be. I have nowhere else to be. This is where I need to be. That's all I have to deal with today. Stop jumping in the task. And this is causing a major mental mental problem in, in today's generation. 
because everybody's got one foot in and one foot out. How do I know she's my soulmate? Make it your soulmate. Make it your soulmate. If you think, how do you know she's my soulmate? I could do better. Your head's already somewhere else. How in the, what, are, what are your chances of that working out? In order for you to get something to work out, you have to be all in. Nothing is going to work out if you are not all in. I'm going to be honest with you. Because the evil inclination is... The, he, he, he's a perfectionist at, at distraction, at worry, depression. Anything practically you recognize, any subconscious thought that you have, if it's negative, it's because that's where your mind has been. So you have to constantly, constantly today. This is all I have is today. This is why it's so important Shabbat. Shabbat is all about, that's it, nothing to do. You're not doing nothing. You don't have nowhere to be. You, have nothing, you don't have to talk about business. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Whatever is done, is done. And that's what's supposed to happen. But if you want to be a slave to, I need my phone. I need time. I need to be here. I need to be here. That's all slavery. The slavery is I need to be somewhere else. This is why we say Kiddush and we say, get, get me the hell out of slavery. I'm not interested in slavery anymore. I want to be free. I want to be free. I don't want to have to do anything. I just want to be able to enjoy, let my soul get a rest, and I don't need to be here, I don't need to answer this call, I don't need to listen to, the, to be on the phone. All of this is a form of slavery. All of this. Needing something else is a form of slavery. Being in the present moment is freedom. So take, this is why Ram Nachman says, this is a more important rule. With money, with life, with kids, with everything. It's a more, very important rule that we should really contemplate in our hearts. And if you, I look at my life, until I was 22, I barely put on tefillin. I, until I found Rabbi Nachman's teaching, I was completely lost until that one book of advice changed my whole life. And that's, and I went from like doing nothing to all of a sudden my whole completely life changed from, in a blink of an eye. In a blink of an eye, my whole life changed. One decision changed my whole life. One decision to get remarried changed my whole life. I could have been stuck in the past and been in the story club. One decision changed my whole life. But you got to be in a position to win. Because if God does give you that opportunity and you're like, how do I know it's for me? How do I know it's for me? Make it for you. Stop saying you're in and out all the time. It's just nobody has to be. Work on this. Just work on it. Persistence, patience, persistence, and use that power and pre of presence to get you where you need to go. Have a great day.